experiencing a small contained faith? Tired of settling for less? Well, this podcast is going to help you live out your faith in a spacious room. Because you were made for bigger things. Well, hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of The Spacious Room. Well, today I want to talk about fire. Yes, a fire in your bones. What are you passionate about? What do you go, yes, that is what I'm passionate about. That's my calling. But you know, sometimes you're like, but I I doubt and I struggle with that inner critic gnawing away at my confidence and having the last say on my calling. Well, don't worry today, my friend, I am going to boost that flame inside you um, to it's going to come become a raging furnace inside of you by the end of this podcast. So strap your seatbelt on. And if you're driving, you probably already have your seatbelt on. So um, I'm going to talk about Jeremiah and the fire in his bones. And I'm going to help you, show you and teach you how Jeremiah got through his struggle and his doubt. So brace yourself, my friend. Um, I'm going to just share with you, I'm going to be very vulnerable here. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you that, you know, sometimes I just want to quit writing. I want to quit doing podcasts. I want to quit doing blogging. I want to quit doing speaking events. Yeah. And my inner dialogue, it goes something like this. It says, no one's going to notice if I stop doing all that. Uh, I mean, you know, let's take writing, for instance, I've got a I'm writing books, I'm I'm just sitting here day after day on my own at my computer and I know, I know, you're getting your tissue out and you're wiping your eyes at the moment. (laughs) But it does get really lonely sitting at your desk day after day writing and and then you go, "Am am I doing what I'm meant to be doing? And um, well, whose idea is this writing gig anyway? And seriously, Wendy Parker, who do you think you are? And it just goes on and on and on. And, and you know, if I choose to go down that rabbit hole and follow that little rabbit gnawing at my confidence, um, if I choose to listen to that doubting, fearful critic, I become sidetracked, I become off balance. And for a few days, I'm like, I, I can't do this. And my determination goes and, and everything else. And, and I'm like, but, but I know I've been called to this. But here's the kicker. When I decide I'm done with my writing, honestly, I either get an email or I get a text or I get a message or comment or something to say, Wendy, what you wrote, what you spoke about, what you said in your books, in your, it, it just spoke to me. Keep writing, please. And I'm like, okay. So I sit my bum back down in the chair and and I start writing. Because when I start to contain and suppress what's burning in my heart, I can't. It's like a fire in my bones. I am called to talk about God 
and 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 what he means to me and how I can help people. That that's my calling, um, and I can't shut it in. So what is it for you, dear friends? What are you struggling with at the moment that you think, is it? Am I really called for this? But you know what? The more I try and suppress it, the more I try and ignore it, the more I try and push it away, it just keeps coming back. Is there a fire in your bones? And the enemy's going, I'm going to have to just extinguish all that. You can't rise up and do that, what God's asked you to do. Well, don't feel like you're alone. I am with you sitting in this boat right now. And you know what? Even prophets can get a little weary at times. So we're going to look at the prophet Jeremiah. And he, if you read Jeremiah, wow, this guy, he, he went through the ringer. He got ridiculed. People were hostile to him. He suffered. He had fatigue. He had severe doubt. It just plagued this prophet. From the fall of Jerusalem to the Babylonian exile, he was right in the thick of it all and speaking God's truth with conviction and power. And Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet. And he lived what he wrote with such authenticity and he had such raw vulnerability that his writing still inspires and comforts the ones who find they're in troubled circumstances and the doubts that swirl swirl around in their heads into what God has called them to do the struggles and the heartache you go through as you continue to keep doing what God has called you to do because it's like a fire in your bones. Because prophets in Bible times, if they turned up at your town, it was not a good thing. It's not like prophets now. It's it's not inspirational. They know when a prophet turns up at the town, God's not happy and the prophet comes and Honestly, if you read what Jeremiah's had to do, they sort of act out and narrate what God is saying to them and they have to do these really strange things and it's no wonder Jeremiah is feeling ridiculed and suffering, fatigued and severe doubt. But you'll notice in chapter 20, we find Jeremiah, he's lamenting and I mean he is seriously not happy with God because everything God has told him to prophesy about was it was putting him through the crucible of fire, honestly. And it, and it was leaving Jeremiah even questioning his own role as a prophet to the nations. He, everything he believed in, everything he lived by was being uprooted. It was being stamped out and it was being upended by God. And so Jeremiah is like, I've had enough. He was having enough. He felt lonely in his calling And he just had it up to here with the ridicule. So he writes in a poetic, creative form, a lament to God of how he's feeling. And this is what it says in Jeremiah 20, verse 7. It says, Oh, eternal, you deceived me into being your prophet. Whoa, that's that's pretty heavy to start with. I went along and allowed it to happen. Your strength is too much for me. So you win. I speak your words. Just look at what I've become. A laughing stock. Wow. The inner conflict of this prophet is painful to read. And he's going through those fires of his trial. However, as you read through the poetic prose of Jeremiah's complaint, he suddenly finds something 
that is ignited within him once again. And we move down to verse 9 and something switches, something changes in his mindset. And this is what he says. He says, but when I tell myself, I'll never mention your name or speak your name again, (laughs) it is no use. The word of God burns in my heart like fire in my bones and I try to hold it in, but I cannot. Wow. So he's gone from you deceived me into being a prophet to I, I, I can't keep what you're telling me, God, in. I've, I've got to speak it out. So what's shifted his thinking? Well, perhaps his mind went back when God first called him. Because in Jeremiah 1 verse 5, it says, before you drew your first breath. So this is before Jeremiah was born. I have already chosen you to be my prophet to speak my word to the nations. Just let that sink in for a moment. Already chosen you. It's really worth repeating. You know, God chose you way before you were born. Just let that sink into your soul for a moment. And when we're under fire with the testing of our faith, it's God who he refines and he shapes us so we rise into the challenges of our calling. And in James 1 verse 2 to 4, he talks about facing trials, but he says, consider it pure joy, my brothers. You're like, what? Cons- trials? Pure joy? Are you kidding me? But he says, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you're, you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith, this is the key, the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Right. The testing of my faith develops perseverance. If you have perseverance, that's got to finish its work so that you may be, what, mature and complete, not lacking anything. Wow. If you have a fire in your bones, my friend, and you're being tested by the trials that come along with your calling, recognise that you have to be going in the right direction. Otherwise, you get left alone by the enemy. And this is why James is saying to consider it pure joy because it's developing your faith. It's developing your perseverance. And perseverance has to finish its work so you become mature and you're complete because you don't want to lack anything. God is saying in your calling, you can't lack anything because I want the longevity of your calling. He's not into a sprint. He's into a marathon. And believe me, there is a fire in your bones, dear friend. One that the enemy is doing his best to snuff out with his inner critic, gnawing away at your doubts, questions whether God has you chosen me, what I'm doing, has he not? I don't know. But something keeps bubbling up inside of you, like Jeremiah has tried to suppress it, has tried to ignore it, has tried to push it aside, and it just keeps coming back. And that is a massive indication that that is probably what you have been called to do. And the enemy is going to keep reminding you that you're maybe not the brightest coloured paint pot in in the shed. You know, you're you're not influential. You're not the greatest at what you're doing. And they keep telling you that you're a nobody. Wasting your time, got it all wrong. You know, for me, he like gnaws at why I'm doing, why I'm writing. So what is it for you? The enemy knows that For me, the written word is powerful and that's why he doesn't like it. You know, the echo 
of words through the corridors of time. They speak life into others long before an author has left this world. I mean, look at Jeremiah. We're reading about Jeremiah and he left this world centuries ago. But words are powerful and that's what the enemy doesn't like. He doesn't like the fact that I write books that help change people. He doesn't like that I go to speaking events that help change people. And, and words are so powerful and important to me. But then he goes, so are you really called? And, and I'm learned to go, yes, I am. So like the prophet Jeremiah, I'm like, there's a fire in my bones. And I can't keep it in. I can't contain it. It's got to come out. And Jeremiah, he's, he just keeps going. You read his, the book he's written. It, it just, whatever gets thrown at him, he just keeps going. He keeps moving into his calling and he keeps rekindling that fire in his bones until it's like a raging furnace. And it, it makes sure that, that he's like, yes, God has chosen me. And you know what, my friend? God has chosen you and he chose you way before you were born and he's, he didn't choose you because you were influential. He didn't choose you because you know heaps of people or you're smart or you're intelligent or, or, or none of that. He, he chose you because you have unique giftings that he's given to you that you're going to use to help people get to know him. And I'm going to leave you with these powerful words from the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 1, 26, 29. It says, For you see your calling, brethren. Not many are wise according to the flesh. Not many mighty. Not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put shame to the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to put shame the things which are mighty the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh shall glory in his presence. So what Paul is saying is no one can boast that they got that they chose themselves because of their intellectual flyer power or their uh, influence on socials or God doesn't, he doesn't value what the world values. Just let that sink into you. God values different things. And he's saying, I chose you because you are, you, you can't do any, you, you can't choose yourself because of how smart and intelligent or how you're wonderful at, at doing all these things. He's, I chose you before you were born, before you, you, you did all that. So today, my friend, if you take one thing away from this podcast today, it's stop listening to your inner critic and you just say to that inner critic, you say to that gnawing little rodent that's the enemy in your head, you just say, God has chosen me and my calling is like a fire in my bones so where do you struggle with what God has called you to do? So I pray today that you will be reminded that God chose you and he does not make mistakes. So let that fire bubble up inside of you. Whatever he's called you and chosen you to do, live that passion out and, and go with confidence and know that God has chosen you. And I'll catch you next week. 
Thanks for listening. To catch all the latest from me, you can subscribe to my website, thebigvoiceonline.com or follow me on Instagram, Wendy J. Parker Writer. See you soon.